Hello, and welcome to Adapt to This Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 115. Team minus five, four, three, two. I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin, and joining me today is Matthew Stubblefield. Matthew, good afternoon, sir. Good to see you, Ryan. Always a pleasure. Looks like we have a good chunk of news to cover from various sources, and there's even a hot GIF alert. Whoa. Um, and this all one week away from Team 21. So let's begin, as we always do, in the Atlassian cloud, where on the JIRA platform, there are changes that are coming to the roadmap. Atlassian says that you can say adios to the context switching and extra clicks and give a warm welcome to current and future sprints on the roadmap. Now, initially, we were a little confused because we thought, oh, now you can schedule sprints in the backlog, but they said roadmap. Yeah, I was confused because they linked to a couple pieces of documentation. And and we'll note, this is on the uh, blog post changes April 12th to April 19th. We are recording this on April 20th, uh, but it's... It's flagged as both rolling out and new this week. And it links to two pieces of documentation, both of which show creating future sprints in the backlog, not in the roadmap. And in my own Jira Cloud instance, when I go to the roadmap, there's no way to view sprints or create sprints or do anything with sprints. So either uh, the the writer of these release notes uh, mixed up the words backlog and roadmap. Uh, I legitimately could not tell you right now if creating future sprints was there in the backlog before i think it was but now i have that like that doubt the like, nagging maybe, voice maybe it wasn't um or it just hasn't rolled out to me yet uh which is probably more likely so right now you can view weeks months and quarters on the roadmap my guess is there's going to be a sprints toggle uh and hopefully uh if they make it where you can schedule it uh through the roadmap they make it easy because like right now You've got to set a due date in order to see something on the roadmap. You actually have to edit the epic or the story and set due dates for it instead of dragging it into a spot or setting a, a period of time. So like, if we can see sprints on the roadmap and, and shift things around, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, we did a little screen share, and it was uh, it was not exactly all that the, the release notes had pointed out. Uh, but again, it could be coming to you. We'd love to hear if you've got that feature. Let us know on social at Adaptivist. Uh, speaking of features that Matthew also doesn't have, we found in Atlassian <laughs> community there's a new update to the list view in the issue navigator where you can just edit your issues directly from that view with drop-down menus for the status and presumably other uh, fields from that view. So you don't have to open the issue to edit what's within it. And that's a really nice uh, quality of life working. They claim that it's five times faster. Is it five times? Matthew, if you had that feature, would you be able to perform five times faster? I mean, maybe. Uh, What we saw when we were trying to look at it earlier was that I kind of have it, but through that three dot more menu, I can change status there, for instance. But visually, um, it doesn't give you the loss and it doesn't give you the coloring. So it's a little bit harder to do than what they show in the GIF of being able to click in the cell itself, like in the column. Um, if I needed to edit a bunch of issues, I would do a bulk change instead of going down a list and doing them one at a time. But mm, of course. you know, if you need them to be different statuses or something, like maybe I would edit stuff through the list view. I know I would love to be able to modify summary that way. Well, 
And if they make it where I can click into the summary and edit it, it's a little unclear. They refer to being able to edit issue operations, which in Jira lingo, an issue operation is create, edit, and view. So I don't know. Again, I, I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect between what I, what I suspect are the marketeers that are writing these release notes and blog posts and the the engineers who are making them. So when they say issue operation, they probably don't mean create, edit, and view in this context, but I don't quite know what they mean. I think they mean changing status. Well, yeah. And the way that it, the, the GIF, that hot GIF I was talking about, um, the way the GIF <laughs> illustrates it, it does look like you should be able to click into the cell and edit any given field, but the language but does the only one they click ambiguity. into a status. True. True. Like and the only thing they click into a status. So I'm, I'm, yep. I'm hesitant. A little skeptical. I, I would love to be able to click summary though. So, you know, Atlassian, if we can, uh, yeah, let us, know. let us know what's going on there because we would sure like to be able to do some editing in the issue view. And I also spotted a new lozenge in the release notes for coming soon. And the first uh, the first feature to get this coming soon lozenge is for the new issue view on the Jira platform where you'll be able to save time configuring multiple tr- projects by copying field layouts. So interesting is this the new, new issue view? Like, cause we've had a new issue view. Is this, which new is this? It's the so uh, new, new. How new is it? Issue view. It's the, when will then be now, Ryan? Soon in your issue view. It's, it, but they're saying that now, and this is interesting because a, a field layout is not a field scheme anymore. That's a very mm. deliberate, that's a different word. That means something Schemes are changing the air. I can feel it. It feels like what they've done is they've they're abstracting a little bit. Like the scheme is still there, but you're you're going to have a different method of interfacing with it, and and it's surfacing that. It's it's removing a few clicks to get to it. We were trying to figure out how to um, what different buttons did earlier in our great wisdom and expertise. <laughs> and Ryan was like, "I'll oh, click on that configure there. Maybe that's what makes the roadmap work. Maybe then we can do it." And it was actually uh, changing the the field layout for epics, right? Yeah, not so what if I they had in a way to just copy that from one issue type to another or something like that. What you're really doing is a scheme association, but you're doing it in a much more intuitive manner, mm. uh, which is really nice. Well, they say that more specifically in Jira Software Cloud, an issue layout will be able to be copied to other projects that use the same screen. And in Service Management Cloud, a request types layout can be copied to other request types that use the same screen. So, yeah, interesting. Look forward to seeing that in action when it actually rolls out new this week, ASAP. On Confluence Cloud, and this uh, feature I hear is exciting, people in the Atlassian community getting pumped about controlling when your page or blog post gets published. That's right. So when you want to schedule that release of your brand new blog about your new process, you can do that. Uh, A page or blog needs to be published at the right moment, right? To coincide with a project start, a product release, or a company announcement. So now no more calendaring, no more sticky notes. You just hit hit the publish button under the three-dot menu to the right of create. No notifications go out. Nobody can see it. That's nice. And it will have a little lozenge that indicates publishes scheduled when you look at the page. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've set permissions on a page because I don't want to publish it yet. And I just have to go and, and remove those restrictions. So I was attending the uh, Netherlands ACE, the Atlassian community event earlier today. 
uh, which included uh, Natalia Barishnikova. She's the head of product management for the Confluence Experience. And a really positive reception, both on this feature, you know, the uh, scheduled publication of Confluence pages, also an expansion of emojis coming to Confluence and, and the ability to have more options there. Now, Matthew, you told me about a, a speaker at the ACE who had a particular use case for him because, you know, I had, look, let's face it. I love emojis and I think it's a fun way to communicate, right? But I, I haven't really considered their productivity aspect. And Matthew heard a really interesting use case. Could you share that? Yeah. So uh, one of the presenters at the ACE was uh, demonstrating some of the Confluence pages they use for their product management group. I think it was because they were discussing uh, feature discussions and like work that they were going to do and they would create a table that a few different columns for emojis. And that was sort of how they would vote on things. It was how they reacted to these ideas. And one of the challenges he had was that there are very few available in Confluence. I've experienced this as well. I like to use like the green check mark and the little red X and whatnot, but there, there just aren't very many images to use. So if you need a bit more nuance or you need to communicate a scale, like it's, it's hard to do that visually. Uh, so he was really excited to see these more options, I think both because it creates more opportunity for scale, but one of the things we're seeing in the design world, particularly with emojis, I'm seeing this in Slack, is creating more opportunity for diversity and inclusion, like having things be different colors, for instance, and, and more representative of the, the diversity, more connected to an individual personally. Um, so we didn't get a lot of detail, but there was a screenshot of just like a, you know, probably 150, 200 emojis. Uh, and so I, I don't know exactly what's coming to Confluence, but really positive reception from a lot of people there of different ways they can use these uh, to facilitate communication. Did did you happen to notice the party wizard? I did not. I did not notice Wait, that. I mean, you, you can always to... attach something to a page, but, in, but I don't. I don't think party wizard was going to be one of the Confluence defaults. Unfortunately, that is somebody. Look, if we have any friends, uh, if we have any members of the party cult uh, at Atlassian, you got to hook us up, guys. I need the wizard. If Natalia, if you're listening to this, give it a think. Please. Party wizard. Just, yeah, just a little bit. And finally, in Confluence Cloud, you're now able to use anchor macros in the new editor. You'll be able to add a target to a page or a blog so that a link can be created that jumps to that part of the page. We've all known what anchor macros have done for a long time. And now in the new editor, you can use them too. Exiting the cloud and coming back to a smooth landing at a Jira airport near you. 8.16.1 Jira software has been released. This, uh, as a point release, just a few bug fixes. I think the key one uh, that I want to highlight uh, is deleting a custom field gives a data center license required error. <laughs> if you're running your software 8.16 with a data center license, uh, but you're running it as a single node, non-cluster DC, which is a, a ability that Atlassian added last year, uh, and you try to delete a custom field in 8.16, you get an error that the license is required. Um, so there is a workaround. Uh, we'll link to the release notes here. So you could either use that workaround or upgrade to 8.16.1. A um, couple other bugs fixed, uh, as well as the adding the ability to 
have options to disable a survey and mobile app links from batch notification email. So if you you know are sending notification emails to users and you don't want them to have those links, disable it. But real, real small things here at 8.16.1. Jira Service Management coming at you with version 4.16.1. Clearly, their release cycles are locked in. Though, interestingly, as a difference here, when we look at the Jira issue macro on this page, like two thirds of them say waiting for release or in review, even though it was supposedly released today. I, that, you know, I was about to say, are these issues actually done and they just haven't closed them? Or. Um, or are they actually not going to roll those features? What, how does that work? Because it is it is today. It says released 20th today. April. It's 20th April today when we're recording. Is it releasing an hour from now, or is this going to roll? I mean, why would they make so it So many mysteries at Lassian. There's so high? much we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so as Matthew pointed out to me, the two that are actually marked as closed overlap from Jira 8.16. So... Unclear if these Jira service desk issues are actually included in this release or not. Like, I would like to think, I don't know what I would like to think. I don't know which is better that yes, they are, but they didn't close them or because that uh, can, suggests, yeah, considering not, like managing your release very well, um, or that the release is going out without these, which is fine, in, in which case they just didn't update the fixed version. Yeah. Uh, either way, it really should have been visible in Release Hub. So much like the Jira Cloud Mysteries of earlier in this podcast, maybe these things are rolling out and maybe they're not. Well, you know, these teams are putting in a, a lot of hard work uh, leading up to team. And we, we are sure that there's going to be some mm -hmm. exciting new stuff coming right around the corner. So we don't want to bust their chops too hard. But uh, mysteries. 4.16.1. Yeah, take a look. If you're getting any of these errors... Uh, you know what? We would love for you to install the upgrade and see if the errors are fixed and let us know because uh, we, we don't know if the bugs are fixed or not. The Confluence team, on the other hand, firing on all cylinders. 7.12, a whole host of features and bugs and resolved issues uh, for Confluence Data Center. You can unlock some data and insights about your site. This provides a way to uh, create what they're calling a data pipeline, uh, exporting the current state of uh, Confluence through the REST API, and then being able to connect that up to a business intelligence platform. So I think this is super cool. Uh, effectively would let you build your own real-time dashboards uh, around confluence data and uh, performance or you know what people are doing. Um, hmm. So really, really neat. Some improvements to diagnostic information is included in thread dumps for both data center and server, uh, as well as fixing some bugs uh, about page history versions, uh, property reports, uh, connection to Azure uh, PostgreSQL. So if uh, you're using... Uh, my assumption is this is Postgre hosted on Azure. So if you're a Microsoft Azure customer, this would probably be interesting to you. Um, and just a, a few other things, uh, most of them fairly minor, uh, but uh, um, 
all good ones to do. So I think uh, 7.12, definitely one you want to look at if you're using office macros or, um, you know, embedding different things arranged sort of job script errors or team calendar errors. Uh, check this one out. All the issues appear to be closed. Now, in, in their defense, though, this release came out on the 13th of April. So they've had another week to <laughs> make sure all the issues are done. <laughs> Also under interesting communication choices, we have updates for Bitbucket <laughs> data center and server 7.12 release notes. Uh, a little bit of a different naming convention on these release notes. Flipped around. For data center, you're able to now configure multiple IDPs using SAML and OpenID Connect configuration. The feature is also available, and we have covered this for Jira 8.16 and Jira service management as well. You're now able to disable the basic authentication in data center and server. I think we covered this on the last podcast for the other products as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah so they're just bringing it um, in line with the other. Well, actually, when we were talking about it on the last podcast, um, so here's some, some differences here. When we were talking about the last podcast, we were talking about cloud, being able to add multiple uh, effectively user directories mm -hmm. uh, to your cloud instance, um, which was new. Being able to have multiple uh, identity providers on server and data centers has been the case for a long time. Why this is in the release notes here, I, I think, is partly because we're talking about Bitbucket Data Center, um, being able to have multiple IDPs in SAML and OpenID. Um, so this is something that was added to Data Center on Jira and Confluence a long time ago, um, but uh, it's just getting to Bitbucket now. Um, and as you note, the the call out of Bitbucket data center and server, uh, you know, is is a bit new instead of just saying server. In fact, the URL still has it as as just Bitbucket server. Answering one of the questions that has been out since Atlassian's announcement that they were killing off server last year was, will there be so? Where's Bitbucket headed? Where's Bitbucket data center? Is that a is that a thing? Uh, so, I mean, the assumption was yes. So, yeah, I mean. We've known Bitbucket Data Center. It's it's been out there for a purchase and and whatnot. It's still like a little hazy because there weren't a lot of differentiating features. Looks like they're starting to add some of those in. Bamboo, still just uh, server pricing, I guess. There's there's it's it's just Bamboo. There is no server versus DC uh, split there. Um, so still waiting to see if there's going to be a Bamboo Data Center or if it's just sort of going to stay. Hmm. Bamboo. That would be interesting. You can't see my hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing. <laughs> Our dear viewers, it was, it was a good one. You missed a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, viewers. I, I realized like, oh, this is, this is uh, communication. I'm, it's lacking. You're only getting about 20% of it right now. <laughs> also in Bitbucket Data Center and Server 7.12, in the pull request diff, you can now expand the context button from either the upward or downward direction. And to reduce loading time, you'll also have control over all lines, expanding by limiting them to 25 at a time. When commenting on a pull request, you can now take advantage of new formatting toolbar that's in the editor. That means you can bold, italic, put inline code in your code, Yo, dog. And strike through with the click of a button or a keyboard shortcut. Yay. Finally, they've also added support for running git.2.31 for server as well. 
You'll find links to this and all of the other release notes that we're discussing in our show notes. I had a moment there worrying that uh, we were just totally dropping the ball and not doing a good job here. So I went out and looked up Bamboo's release notes, where the last one was 23rd of November, 2020. So guess we're, I guess we're doing okay, Ryan. We, we, haven't, we haven't lost that one, at least. <laughs> oh, man, I thought we were slipping. Yeah, I was, I was worried for a moment. I was like, oh my God, maybe this, maybe everything's changed. Yeah, that's still good. Uh, but something that is changing. So last year, uh, sometime in the last two weeks, was since the last podcast, announced point A with this tagline, where good ideas become amazing products. Uh, point A is presumably like a, uh, you know, a project or a code name. Uh, and it's a collection of teamwork tools, some of which we've talked about on the podcast before, like Team Central, um, which feels to me like the previous concept of the home view, or you know, it's it's pulling things together. Uh, there's Jira Work Management. Oh yeah, we've we, we've we've discussed uh, Jira Work Management as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and yeah, that's the first place where I saw them dabbling with uh, updating fields in a column in a list view. So. Those are connected. True. Yeah. 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 And I know the teams I work with, we're really excited to get our hands on on these. And we think that it's going to simplify things a lot. Like there's a lot of things we do around building out epics and stories and roadmaps that then feed into business cases and, and you know, trying to look at resource needs and, and sort of justification around different things. Team Central is actually going to make tracking the success of that. So after you make the business case and you get approval and you move forward, being able to see, are, are we on track? Are we doing it? Team Central is going to really help with that. There are some new things on deck yeah. though, for point A that I'm really excited about. So one that's called Compass. Uh, it's an alpha, just as Mark is coming soon. The, all the information we have is in a paragraph on the page, <laughs> discover and assess your software and the teams that produce it in a single trusted place, understand your engineering output, teams that support them and use insights and best practices to improve them. Is that, that is a beautiful two sentences. I'm curious if it, if it happens, but one of the things that I'm just increasingly, I mean, this isn't like news. It's a thing I'm aware of, but like, I feel it deeper and deeper in my soul every week (laughs) is that we need much, much better, tighter, complete connection and collaboration between every team involved with a product. So that's that's not just between, you know, it's not just DevOps. It's not just engineering and design, uh, but it's getting engineering and UX and product management and marketing and support and education with the tech writers. Like all of us need to be really collaborating and working together in this constant uh, yeah. feedback cycle and, and, and collaboration cycle. And so iterative. I'm, I'm wondering if compass is going to give us a way to, to look at that when it talks about the teams that support them. And then the other feature, which I've joined the wait list for is called Jira product discovery. Paragraph here is really one sentence, build what matters with a tool that helps product managers create great products by rallying teams around priorities from discovery through delivery. And this gets that same vision I have of all of these teams like it's, it, 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 you know, it doesn't work for the product manager to try to just figure it all out themselves. Right. 
and bring this idea forward. Like it, it really has to be a team working together. So my hope is point A is going to start uh, addressing this and uh, and pulling it all together. And honestly, one of the conversations I've been having with a lot of different people is the value that Atlassian provides or the the power that Atlassian provides when compared with its competition. You know, so everybody's having these conversations now, oh, that Atlassian's killing server. You know, people are going to be leaving. They're going to be leaving. They're going to be going to something else. And I go, man, there is nothing else out there that brings your developers and your business users into the same place where they can be working on the same thing, having a shared vocabulary, a shared view, getting all on the same page, knowing what's going on, collaborating and contributing together. These tools seem to drive that further yeah, uh, and add more to it. So I'm really excited to see them. And even with prices um, changing, it's still considerably considerably below uh, entry level on some of the the old blue chip, you know, like IBM's, et cetera, IBM's, HP's, et cetera. Well, yeah, and not just that, but like where there is comparable pricing. So like if you look at a user-to-user cloud price, for instance, and you go, ah, you know, really Monday.com is about the same price as Jira, blah, 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 blah. But Monday doesn't have the full suite of utilities. And when you have to buy those other things and then integrate them with Monday, it ends up costing the same or more. Um, so I, I think Atlassian still has a, a good leg to stand on for competition uh, against others. And, you know, GitHub, which does a lot of things that say Jira plus Bitbucket does, and Confluence for that matter, there's a little, there's a wiki too. Um, but my impression is it's attractive to developers. If you've got to get your marketers and get your finance team using the same tool set. Yeah, it's not GitHub doesn't quite deliver. So um so yeah, it's uh I'm I'm really excited about point A. I'm a little worried about the join the wait list approach. I still feel burned by stride, which was like two years of waiting followed by getting rid of it. Um but I'm I'm excited by the three sentences we have to read on well, these things. And I'm really looking forward to 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 really getting deep into work management and, and team central. It seems like they are inviting uh, users into their innovation plans. They want to, they want to hear they're really looking to get feedback on these products and drive the, they're, they're looking to put that rubber to the road and get that immediate feedback. So if you're listening to this podcast, there's a really good chance that they want you to be a part of it because you're paying attention to what's going on. So sign up for point A, huh? Yeah, and there is a link at the bottom right of the Point A page where you can join a, a community group to participate in this. Um, so they've got you know walkthroughs on here. They've got some additional things and uh, um, small so far. Not a lot of activity, but I think it's going to grow. Yeah, and will probably be a big uh, part of next week's Team Twenty One. Uh, we might we'll probably be hearing about that in Team Twenty One. And finally, on this week's edition of the podcast with team rapidly approaching, sure, we're going to hear a whole lot about this next week. Atlassian has acquired ThinkTilt, the makers of low, no or low-code form builder Proforma. And all I have to say about this is I wonder what tier of cloud you're going to have to be on to get access to it. That's a good question because dynamic form creation obviously drives tremendous value in Jira service management and, and makes it a lot easier to work with. Uh, Atlassian has had a, a, a track record, though, of these becoming premier features. So you have to have that uh, you know, upper subscription level 
to, yes. to get access to it. And that wouldn't shock me either, you know, um, no. where uh, the model I, I keep expecting them to have is you can be a regular customer, not premier, but then sort of like on a a la carte basis. Oh, I want to add pro forma like you would any other add on, right? Like I'm going <laughs> to add yeah. this. I'm not going to pay for the full premiere, which gets you a whole bunch of stuff. I, I think that would be, you know, worthwhile. Like when Jira software was just a plugin. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah that's not um, where they're going with this. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. You're, you're probably right. I, I would like them to do that. I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be Premiere, and I think it's going to be a bundled in it at the Premiere tier. Okay. All right. Well, it's a fantastic tool. I have seen demos of Proforma before. I, I mean, it gets positive reviews amongst Adaptivist chatter. So good good forum. Look forward to hearing about Atlassian's plans for the future there in Team 21. And that's it for this edition of Adaptivist Live. Be sure to tune in next Friday for a special edition where we cover what went on at Teams and present some big news from Adaptivist ourselves as well. And yeah, if you want to talk with us before then, be sure to get us hold of us on social at Adaptivist. So for Matthew Stubblefield, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Macker, so the Ancro, the Ancro Morker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>